Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 21st of October of 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Saturday, 16th of October, it was reported that Alex Saab, the Colombian businessman implicated in corruption cases with the Maduro government, was finally extradited to the United States after 20 months in prison in Cape Verde in West Africa. Alex Saab was sent to Miami, where he will face a trial on eight corruption charges. The information of his extradition was accompanied by the reaction of the government of Nicolas Maduro, who publicly accused the U.S. government of kidnapping and violating Saab's diplomatic immunity. In addition to this, at a dialogue table with the opposition, Jorge Rodriguez, a representative of Maduro's government, assured that he will not return to the talks between the government and the opposition until Saab is released. Saab's wife, Camila Fabri, issued a statement where she assured that she will not rest nor give in to the pressures of the U.S. government. Fabri, a native of Italy, cannot return to her country of origin due to the seizure of assets worth almost 2 million U.S. dollars made on Friday the 15th of October by the Italian justice who found Alex Saab had money laundering links in these assets. On the other side, leaders in the region, such as Ivan Duque, president of Colombia, spoke out in support of Saab's arrest, as they see it as an important step in the fight against drug trafficking, money laundering, and corruption in Latin America. Delcy Rodriguez, Maduro's vice president, repudiated Ivan Duque's statements, alleging that what happened was due to tricks in the American justice system, similar to what, according to her, happens in Colombia. In addition to this, Ivan Duque assured that there are several Colombian companies involved in money laundering cases carried out by Saab. Shortly after the extradition and transfer from Cape Verde of Alex Saab, officials of the General Directorate of Military Counterintelligence took back into custody the six managers of the U.S. oil company Citgo, who had been under house arrest since May 2021. Meanwhile, Hugo El Pollo Carvajal, former head of Venezuela's military intelligence, has launched a webpage in which he assured he will be unveiling the corruption schemes surrounding Maduro's government. In order to avoid his extradition to the United States, Carvajal gave a preview of the confidential information he handles to the Spanish justice and the press. He accused José Luis Rodríguez Zapatero, former president of the government of Spain, of having a gold mine in Venezuela that was granted by Nicolás Maduro. In addition to this, Carvajal promised to unveil the corrupt links between the Podemos party and Chavismo. Carvajal also stated that Chavismo sent money to the late president of Argentina, Nestor Kirchner, in order to advertise Venezuela both in his country and with possible political allies he could get. Parallel to this, the Maduro government strengthens its ties with non-aligned countries. Cuban Vice Prime Minister Ricardo Cabrizas has been in Venezuela since Monday the 18th in order to create economic alliances that strengthen both countries. According to Cabrizas, these new agreements will serve to alleviate the difficulties experienced by both countries, which, he assured, are caused by the United States. The meeting of the 15th Russia-Venezuela High-Level Intergovernmental Commission held in Moscow concluded on Friday the 15th of October. Jorge Areaza, Minister of Industries and National Production, headed the negotiation commission in which they determined that the quantities exported by Venezuela to Russia in terms of coffee, fruits, and fish are very low 
and should grow in the coming months. His Russian counterpart assured that they will study the possibilities of investing in industries and technology in Venezuela to achieve this goal. In oil matters, an Iranian flag supertanker reportedly sailed on Saturday, 16th of October, from Venezuelan waters with 2 million barrels of heavy crude oil provided by Petróleos de Venezuela. The supertanker arrived in Venezuela in September with its transponder turned off and was carrying more than 2 million barrels of condensate. The light oil-fueled PDVSA's Petrolera Sinovensa, Petropiar, and Petrocedeno projects in the country's Orinoco belt. The shipment is part of an agreement between PDVSA and the National Iranian Oil Company. However, the bilateral oil trade could be a violation of U.S. sanctions on both countries. In addition, on Monday, the 18th of October, Tehran announced multiple cooperation agreements between Venezuela and Iran for the next 20 years. Said agreements were announced by the foreign minister of both countries. However, they did not offer further statements on what decisions were reached. They are expected to be shared in the next few days by the presidents of both countries. Now, in news from inside Venezuela, Nicolas Maduro announced a total relaxation of the restrictions on mobilization by COVID from the 1st of November to 31st of December. In spite of the fact that Venezuela used to have a scheme of seven days of radical quarantine and seven days of flexible mobilization, for the last couple of months, the system has not been fully complied with. Nicolas Maduro assured that this decision is due to the fact that 80% of the population is already vaccinated and it is expected to reach 95% in the first weeks of December. The Justice and Peace Commission of the Venezuelan Episcoral Conference requested this Monday, 18th of October, a humanitarian measure. The human rights defenders have been detained for more than three months on charges of terrorism and incitement to hatred and are currently infected with COVID-19. Despite the illness, the commission assured that the relatives of the detainees have been denied updated information on their state of health. That same Monday, the ex-deputy Omar Gonzalez accused the government of Nicolas Maduro of dismantling Venezuela's main industries to sell them for scrap. Secondary companies of the metallurgical and oil industry have been paralyzed and in disuse, and the government has decided to dismember their material assets in order to profit from them. The recent alert by the Pan-American Health Organization about an outbreak of yellow fever in Venezuela once again highlight the fragility of the Venezuelan health system, which has been experiencing the reappearance of at least four infectious diseases for the past five years. Yellow fever, dysteria, malaria, and measles. The diseases which had not been recorded since the last century have reappeared due to the lack of adequate public policies in the health system. Some updates on international travel before we go. Once again, the National Institute of Aeronautics has restricted international flights from Venezuela for 30 days as of the 18th of October, maintaining only six destinations. Panama, Mexico, Turkey, Dominican Republic, Bolivia, and Russia. The said measure is due to COVID-19 restrictions and has been renewed monthly since the beginning of the pandemic. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com. <laughs>
or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.